Welcome to this week's episode of Forgiving the Girl Inside, A Matter of the Heart. I'm your host, Lisa Drennan, author of Forgiving the Girl Inside, Finding Balance, Freedom, and Fun in Your Life. Be sure to download your free ebook at lisadrennan.com. Same. Welcome to this week's episode of Forgiving the Girl Inside, A Matter of the Heart. I'm your hostess, Lisa Drennan, and I am here with the beautiful Joanne Hall Crafton. She is a woman who seeks to share her journey in order to help others along this journey called life. She is an author. She has been through a healing journey. And as we all know, this isn't a healing journey that is um, something that happens um, in an instant. It's a daily healing journey. It's a daily choice to make that decision to forgive yourself and to go back and to grieve. And when we can grieve things that we've done, we're able to heal from them. So thank you so much, Joanne, for sharing this platform uh, with myself and my audience. We're so excited to hear your story. Um, Tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Um, What was life like before you started this journey of healing for yourself? So I grew up in Kansas, Washington, um, and uh, live in, in Vancouver, Washington currently. And um, life was miserable before I started the healing journey. <laughs> it was really, nothing seemed to go well, and um, it just was dark, and it felt icky, and it wasn't a good place to be. And so I'm so thankful that I did, you know, start healing and start this journey. Yeah, you wrote, um, I had to fill out a little questionnaire for me. He wrote how bitter and miserable and broken and wounded. Um, and those wounds were so deep, um, all the way from childhood. So when did it, when did it come to the point where you just like had it had enough and you were like, this is it. I'm done being this broken, miserable person. Well, it, um, went clear through to my thirties. And um, I remember walking into church one day and literally felt like Moses because the church crowd just separated. And I'm looking around going, I'm the only one that walked in. I'm the problem. And that really did not set well with me. And so after that, um, the brain surgery gave me an opportunity to sit with myself and to see the bitter, broken, wounded mess that I was. And I wasn't happy with that. And so I sought um, therapy and um, learned to forgive, uh, to forgive the offenders, the people uh, in my childhood who didn't protect me and, you know, were assigned to do that, your parents, your family members. And um, so I started that healing journey, journey, and I never thought that I would be able to get to the point where I was able to say that I forgive the offenders. I forgive my mom and my dad for not protecting me. I forgive my siblings for not being my friends. And and I forgave myself for becoming who I was when a lot of times we don't really know, um, you know, what's happening to us. We just know that we're like subject to all of the things that happen to us, you know. Yes, absolutely. And we often blame, you know, we, we turn into that victim mode and we often blame others and we don't see. So I love that you were able to 
get that epiphany where you're like, wait a minute, I'm the problem. I'm the only one that can change. I can't change all these other people. And when we can take that stance and realize we only, you know, draw a circle and stand in the center of it. And you're the only one that can change. You can't make anyone do anything. And, you know, you had mentioned about not wanting to forgive the people that you thought should have, you know, felt should have protected you. What, what changed your heart? What was your understanding of forgiveness at that point? You know, um, and I read your book and I love your analogy on forgiveness. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But, you know, realistically, um, a lot of it has to do with the fact that we can't change anyone else. We're only responsible for changing ourselves and doing what we can to better the situation. And um, so, you know, that happened later in life when I realized that I really did not have the power to change anyone else. And the other part of that was realizing that the only power that I do have is to do the best with what I've got. And also, again, to um, work on myself. That's the only thing I can change. And also finding out that we're giving power to the offenders. We're giving power to the people who didn't do what they should have done. And the bottom line is, is we can't change any of it. So we're beating a dead horse per se. And again, I had to take back my personal power and realize that I could only do what I could do. Yes, absolutely. And that's such a great analogy of what you need to do to take back your power. Because when you refuse to forgive and you hold everybody else responsible for what happened, and even though they do have a part, I mean, there's still a consequence but it releases you and you don't have, they don't have that hold over you any longer. So you had mentioned using different modalities to heal. You talked about therapy, you talked about um, in their, in your form that you filled out about uh, a group utilizing a book called um, from Dr. Dan B. Allender called the wounded heart. I love that title. What was that all about? What was that? It was um, obviously focused on being hurt. Mm-hmm. It is such an in-depth, it's almost like taking a, a, a counseling session. And so you have the workbook and you read how to do what you need to do. And then in the workbook, you implement that. So that's where you do your work. But it's, you know, it's really difficult to go back in and it's like you're reaching back into the past and you're pulling back those things. But I looked at it like this. So either you stay in the wound or in the hurt, and it penalizes and punishes you and tortures you for the rest of your life, or you go back in one more time to cleanse it. And when you cleanse it, then you you get rid of the you get rid of the triggered feelings, you get rid of the emotions, and you so I can tell my story now without crying, without being upset, without being triggered. And that's healing. And that's what we want. And it's not that we don't want to remember the things that um, we went through because I believe that that's like leaving an open, raw, gaping sore in there unhealed. And so we have to go in with the intent to to cleanse these. So now when I tell my story, it's my story and I'm aware that it's my story, but I'm no longer triggered and I'm no longer hurt. I'm no longer offended. I'm no longer living in the pain of those memories. And so it was a complete, but it walks you through everything. And one of the things that I have noticed that a lot of people don't say is that we have a right to feel our feelings. We have a right 
even if other people don't like them. And a lot of people aren't going to like them, probably the people that perpetrated those sins against you. And so, but we still have the right to feel our feelings and we still have the right, you know, to be heard and understood. And I felt that way for the very first time in a very long time. By doing yeah. The book. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like an amazing study and it really digs deep into the heart wounds. And I think a lot of people misunderstand that it all, it's all a matter of the heart when you're hurting it's unprocessed feelings, emotions that got buried and, you know, they manifest themselves elsewhere. You know, they might, for me, they came up as anger and, and frustration, people pleasing, imposter syndrome. And I didn't even understand like, what was the root cause? And when a lot of times I feel that women believe that if they work on their past things that they have suffered through as a child and experience, that that's going to relive those moments? Did you have that experience or can you speak on that? Um, about working on me? Yeah. When you re, when you worked on the stuff from the past, did it reopen the wound or was it a different type of work where you understood it, you worked through it, learned from it? Cause some people are afraid. Some of them are afraid to work on their past and heal from it because they're afraid they're going to get memories that are going to make it more devastating for them. Well, I think it is devastating because we are living through it again when we're going back into it to cleanse it. But again, I, and I think part of that has to happen with, um, I wanted to get better. And so I stopped that and I intentionally dove in exactly with the intent to do that. And um, so, and I, I don't, you know, like I'm not a doctor, but I know that um, that it is really hard to replay those memories. But again, as we heal, the memories change um, because, again, we're not reactive, we're not affected, and we're not hurting or, you know, being wounded as a result of working on them. And so I found that um, as I went through the process, the less pain it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, because we were working on it and, you know, actively seeking healing so that I wouldn't be triggered and wouldn't be wounded any longer. Right. Exactly. I love that. So is that what inspired you to write your own book, your own story? Well, actually, the Lord told me to write it. And I started writing it and (laughs) I got done and I was sitting there one day at the computer and I'm like, I'm done. And he was like, what? This? And I'm like, yeah, you told me to write it. And he goes, nobody's going to want to read that. It's angry and it's hurtful and it's mean and it's hostile. And I said, yeah, that's my feelings. And he's like, well, take all that stuff out and tell the story. And I'm like, really? <laughs> so I did. And again, you know, it was therapeutic in its own nature, writing that stuff and taking it all out so that I could get to the heart of the thing. Because what God wanted me to share was not not what people did or didn't do that they should have done, but what did I do? How was my reaction? Was I reacting in the right way? Was I um, was I getting healed and was I working on it? And so it's been a journey exactly of um, taking a different road, realizing what you have the power to do and realizing what you don't. And mm-hmm. um, But ultimately, you know, with 
you know, God is my, my co is my pilot and I'm the co-pilot that shifted when I was in the middle of the book, it shifted. And it was like, cause I learned to trust him through this journey and realize that he never turned, he never left. It was me that did that. And so I, it built a huge amount of trust with him and in my life. And then realizing that, that, you know, I'm nothing without him. And yeah, um, yeah it, it's just been an amazing journey. Yeah, that's beautiful. What's your book called? It is called Taking a Different Path, Finding Joy in the Journey. I love that. That's beautiful. I got the crossroads there on the cover. That's amazing. And can that be ordered on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, all those great sites? Every major platform. We've even found it on Target. We've found it. Um, it's available on Kindle also. Kindle's very affordable. And um, But I like to mark on my books. And I like to highlight things. <laughs> <So>. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. I, I still like a paperback. I, I'd rather get a book than the Kindle. I've done a few Kindle things, but... There's something about holding a book. I've been an avid reader so my whole life. So something about holding a book is just really amazing while you're while you're spending time reading it. So if you can give advice to somebody who's has a wounded heart, who's is holding on to unforgiveness towards their offenders, what, what advice would you give them? One of the greatest things that I did for myself was starting to journal. Journaling is such a beautiful tool because it takes the wounds, the the reactions and the feelings from here and here and gets them out on the paper. And for me to be able to see those things, I'm able to work on them. I'm able to go, wait a minute, I was mad about that. That's not even something that's my offense or my wound. It, It belonged to somebody else. And so I was carrying around something from somebody else. But journaling to me was probably the best form of therapy because it took it from my mind and my heart and my emotions and my feelings and got it out on paper where I could actually look at it and be more objective with it. So again, you know, when you're, when you're working through these things, if you're objective instead of subjective means your feelings are attached to it. Whereas when you move it outside of yourself, you're objective to it. And that helped me immensely there and and you know we live in the information highway there's there's the internet and there is so much help out there now um and just deciding to do that for yourself is a gift that only you can give yeah investing yourself that way you know taking the time and doing the work is so important and the end result is so beautiful you know, because it really does change the way you, your perspective is so different and you just changes everything around you and brings you that peace, that joy that we're all searching. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Uh, what's the best way to connect with you? I'm on Facebook, Joanne Hall Crafton, uh, Joanne Hall on Instagram, Joanne Hall on YouTube. And those are the major platforms that I use the most. Awesome. We'll include those links in the description. So anyone who's listening, if you'd like to connect with Joanne, you'd like to get her book, you can find the links in the description. And if you know someone who would benefit from hearing this story, please share it with them. And we would love to hear your comments, your feedback, your questions. So 
leave a response, leave a reply, and be sure to subscribe on your favorite site, wherever you listen to a podcast or on the YouTube, if you're watching this over there. So thank you. And remember, it is a choice. Healing is a choice. It's a daily journey. And there are triggers. There are things that are going to come sneak back. But as Joanna shared, the more you share it, the more you process it, those tears become different. They become cleansing. They become healing. And it really is a matter of the heart. Let me know what resonated the most with you from today's special guest. And if you'd like to learn more about my signature program, SOAR, Seeking Our Authentic Route to Our Highest Potential, I would love to connect with you to see if it's a good fit. In SOAR, I help Christian female entrepreneurs authentically align their passion with their purpose to connect with their soulmate client confidently to scale or launch to six figures. Have you pictured yourself as a six-figure entrepreneur? If not, I can help you live your dream instead of chasing it. Visit me at lisadrennan.com or send me an email and let's connect. Let's see if it's a good fit for you. Thank you again for joining today. I would love for you to subscribe on your favorite podcast, provide a review, and if you know anyone that this message would resonate with, please share it.